broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. Well, well, well. <laughs> we have returned, sir. We're in the great... We've made a great leap into season four, Josh. Are you excited about all this? Dude, I am stoked. And uh, Ooh, well. I'm going to just say this. Before we even get into the episode of Question, we um, we gave a little grief to our listeners last time around, right? We did we did our, our bonus coverage of Drive. We did. And uh, I think we might have we poked the bear a little bit about some, some Facebook involvement. Interesting. Yeah, we will. I mean, we let them have it. We let them have it. You know, you guys have a responsibility mm-hmm. <laughs> as, to carry to carry the production and the <laughs> and the programming of this show. As unpaid guest producers, week in and week out, we expect content. Mm-hmm. Right. This is called a crowd surfing, but in this context, it's for content. It's content yes. surfing, right? Um, and I'll say, man. Uh, Boy, the the Facebook group has really been chitter chattering, and this is a good opportunity coming into season four. All you all you other listeners out there that aren't part of the fun team, mm-hmm. check it out. We got a lot of shit going on. The, the the Facebook page has been chirping. We got a lot of great comments for this episode in particular. We're starting season four. It's a great time to jump in. We got some cool shit coming down the pipe, mm-hmm. but we just got a, a like some other cool shit. There's a couple things I want to maybe. We don't have to go for this episode, but some cool things uh, listeners brought up. BL uh, Poelic, I don't know if that's how you say it, but brought up a great- How do you uh, spell the, it? Uh, P-A-W-E-L-E-K. Poelic? Or Pollock? Not Pollock. Pollock? Pollock. 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 I don't know. Pollock, probably. Hit us. Um, brought up, it was a long, you know, not a long post, but posted about it. It posted about the Colton douche scale. Ooh, Basically, I like it. For for side characters that come up in X Files, a a way to grade the douchiness from a score out of five mm-hmm. with Colton, the famous Colton from season one. Oh, as how the could five. I forget? He's the five zero. So when when Duke, a douche Duke kind lacrosse, of character, right? He's a Duke lacrosse type. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> assistant no. assistant. You know, one of those student assistant manager mm-hmm. Duke lacrosse types. Yeah. Yeah. Who says I my homework is ready and it was the end of the class and he forgot about it. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And everyone turn it in, and you want to fucking run his face through a cheese grater. Colton Duscale. And then we got OG Diane Walker Renaud yes. came up with this. Did you see this fucking thing? Hit me. There is, she, it, it had come up, it's, I it's think, It's insane. From, it's 43 questions or something, right? Or, it's 43, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically a way to, she's moneyballing bad X-Files episodes. And this came out of a conversation, and I bring up Facebook because we are doing another. Dun, 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 dun. That's the wrong song. Is that Monday Night Football? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's all I know from music, from sports. So we're doing another March Madness, Dean. Butler was a buzzer beater. March Madness was a blast last year. We did. Uh, you know, favorite or best X Files episodes. We had 
polls going for every season, and then we did a bracket, and then everybody got to fill out their bracket. It was a lot of fun. Yes. So now we're doing it inverse, and shout out to Mikey Marinara. He was kind of the inspiration to do this because he started kicking around the idea when we were doing the best of. Mama, you, and, Mikey, you're making your mama so proud. Uh, yes, the winner, the winner of the poll, Mikey hey. Marinara. Forget about it. And anyway. uh, so, yeah, we're doing Worst Of, and that just launched today. So jump on there, start voting, and Diane has her money ball. So she's going she's gonna to money ball her way to I victory, dig it. I think. I like I it. You know, sometimes with a small market team, you get in there and you crunch some numbers and you make it work. That's it. You got to work with what you got. That's it. That's very cool. Yep. Very Absolutely. cool. <clears throat> so, so anyway, just shout out to the community. Shout out to everyone. Um, and, the, and we just had a little, a little number. We had 300 members on there. Fuck yeah, baby. So that's cool. So thanks to everybody for showing up. And if you're not involved, uh, jump in there. It's pretty cool. There's not a better group of 300 than the ones, uh, these people. I, I, w- I would gladly die at the hot gates with them. Yes. You are the greatest 300 assembled that were not killed by Persians um, <laughs> outs- outside a small pass in Greece. Yeah. Old yeah. Thermopylae. But um, that's awesome, man. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So season four has been a long time coming, my friend. A long time coming. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, man. This is um, when we get to the midpoint of season four, right? You know, that will be a few months away. But we will have covered half of all X-Files. Pretty intense, maybe. I mean, maybe not exactly by episode numbers, but in terms of there's been 11 seasons total. The nine original seasons and the two revival seasons. We covered the two revival. We covered the first three. So we got five down, six to go. Dude, when this first came up, the thought that we would be halfway through all of fucking X-Files is wild to me. And if you think, by the way, if you are not listening to this show live, lose my number, okay? Because you're really missing out here because what we have is us. By the time we're done with this, we'll be really old. And if you want to hear two, two men just waving, just watching their youth go across the boat to the, on the river sticks and complaining about it, um, you are missing a really important pre-show material that does not make the podcasts that is a special treat for live people minutes and minutes of content of two fairly unsatisfied Mm middle-aged white men Mm -hmm. uh, ranting and raving as the world passes them by Mm -hmm. as they sit on the rocking chairs um, yelling at the children with each passing day into irrelevance and oblivion uh, the rants get better and better I highly recommend it libertygeek.net slash slash live that's libertystreetgeek.net slash live we go live every other thursday and uh, we go live approximately blah, 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 like seven o'clock eastern yeah so check seven it or out. six we've, yeah. we've tossed back and forth a couple times but and it's easy because if you get the if you get the mixler app of course it's free as soon as we go live you get a notification because social media is not our bag baby we're just bad at it at least i am um, bad at it and hate it the only thing i come yes. on social media for is the x-files page that's yes. it yes that's it and every once in a while i'm a little bit bored i'm taking too long of a shit and i'm scrolling too far and then i see other stuff and i'm like no 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 this is why i can't this is why i have to only look 
at the fucking X-Files page. It's, it's a dangerous game to scroll through social media whilst taking a shit because there is an overwhelming compulsion to just drop it in the toilets alongside the rest of the material that is waste. It's fair, fair. Right. Well spoken, sir. Thank you, buddy. So um, speaking of well-spoken people, there's quite a few in this one. A couple of smarty pants this week on Head and Volk. Herrenvolk, yes. This guy, Herrenvolk, sounds like he was in a death camp somewhere doing weird experimentations. It means in the German uh, master race, perhaps you are familiar? Try try that one more time, except not from Mars. (laughs) Master race in German. Master race, okay. Herrenvolk. That makes sense. A little touchy. I mean, (laughs) what a shocker. Trigger warning. What a shocker. (laughs) But yeah, and you know, this is another, um, we've talked about him before, this is another R.W. Goodwin jam. This motherfucker. R. This guy, this w. opener Goodwin. and closer, this heavy, this X-Files heavy comes in and directs so many of the uh, season finales and season premieres. Um, but I got to say, man, despite, and, and actually just not even despite, withholding my opinions on this episode, before we get into it, my th- my feelings on R.W. Goodwin have soured significantly. Mm, interesting. interesting. Do you know why? Do I know why? Uh, a weighty piece of information has fallen upon my lap. My about shoulders. The, about the man? About the man. So this came from BP. <sighs> no, it's actually, shockingly, came from my own work. I know Come on. I know. What? I know. I know, I know, it's a little bit so, a little much to believe. I'm guessing he's still making his way out of the locker you stuffed him into. When, <laughs> Listen. When he turned up without your homework. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there's something there's something problematic about him. And I, I think we might I think he might have to be canceled. Oh um, boy. This is gonna be a tough sell for me, but let's hear it. <clears throat> RW Goodwin, unbeknownst to most listeners of this podcast, watchers of the X Files. He's married to Sheila Larkin, mm. the actress who portrays Mulder's, or I'm sorry, Scully's mother. Oof. I just, I don't know if you can come back from that. I just, mm. you know, like, I respect the art he created. I just, I just think once, you can't take that back. Once, you, once you've put that into the universe, once you've put a ring onto the finger mm. of that person... Yeah, yeah. I it's think, sort of um, like that moment where you're playing around with the box from Hellraiser and the walls start cracking and you go, oops. I mean, oops, for sure, but there's no going backwards because you're going to get your soul torn apart. And that's that. Yeah. So so I'm sorry, we will no longer be covering any episodes um, that were directed by R.W. Goodwin. Um, you'll hear uh, a, a disclaimer when those episodes come up in the feed. Mm. And you will be uh, rerouted to a fundraising drive for a nonprofit charity designed to help men not marry giant cunts. So, yeah, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you had to plow Tina or Margaret, who are you plowing? <laughs> Tina, oh, Tina, Tina, Tina. Yeah, yeah. T- 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 Tina tackled Big Billy Mulder and the cigarette smoking man. She I mean, she fucked her way up the chain of command. Hell yeah. Right? I mean, she, what's her name? What's her name? Just plow that guy from Star Stargate. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's okay, Navy captain. What was he? A Navy captain? <clears throat> uh, he was. He was. Yeah, full full O six. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, well, if you had to, you got you're, not, you're gonna go Tina Tina Mulder over Margaret Scully. A hundred percent. A hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's fuck Mary kill, and the third one is a kitchen appliance, I guess I'm married to a fucking mm. refrigerator. I guess. I guess I'm going to have to get my Dick removed from the toaster. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. Right. It no. wouldn't be easy because she is not a looker. I'm just going to... No. Let's be real. No. It would require copious amounts of um, amphetamine and probably probably a cocktail of blue chew and cocaine. I would do it just so I could kind of like give a, a smarmy grin when I shake mm-hmm. Mulder's hands yeah. at a you know, Labor Day picnic. He'd say, sir, why is your hand wet? And you just sort of smile. <laughs> kind of like playfully <laughs> sniff my finger a little bit. <laughs> just run your hand across your beard. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, <sighs> that's why you tune in every week. It's for this sort of hard-hitting, that's really it. get in there and determine the motivating circumstances of these characters. Six it's, seasons in, and we've mm-hmm. gotten this good. At the coverage. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're getting there. Heron Voke. Dean, we're, we're in mythology. We're in season four. I think a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean me, and maybe one other person in the chat mentioned, I consider seasons three to five as as the Gettysburg, the, the Pickett's charge. The, I can the high watermark yes. of X-Finals. Not that the stuff before wasn't great. Not that there isn't a lot of really good stuff after that. But if you're talking about week in and week out, fucking the shit. We're in the yeah. middle of it. Yes. So, Heronvoke, what do you think? Do you, do you remember this one? I didn't remember it all. And I was very mad when, when X got shot. So oh. let's just start there. Okay, that's not bury the lead. I'm not going to bury the lead. That was very annoying to me. I was like, "Why is he dead?" Um, and I mean, you know, what's her name there? That actress who I think is really beautiful, Lori Holden. I mean, wow, it's not really a hot take. The lady at the end of it because she's in a bunch of X Files ups, right? Um, yeah. Oh, the Marita, the UN Marita, chick, Marita, yeah, Marita, yeah. Marita, <laughs> Marita Kovarabas. Oh shit. Kovarabas. Sounds like Middle Europe. <laughs> Sounds Balkan in your <laughs> blue eyes, blonde hair. I wonder. I got uh, questions for you. Climbed from Carpathians. <laughs> I uh, no. Um, but even even that lovely, lovely bone structure could not erase the annoyance I felt at the passing of X in a very dramatic death scene. And uh, yeah. I kind of forgot until I, I just I know I'm I know I'm jumping right to it, but the moment where he backs out of the room, the instinct to get the fuck out, I love the the instinct that we so often do not see in Mulder and Scully. Yes, An before instinct. they're knocked out by a, a random villain. Yes, dude that 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 moment where you 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 hear about this kind of shit all the time. We're with people, we've discussed this uh, at the uh, at LSG Media before. Just this idea of you know you think about the the, tr- the tragedies of these young women 
getting into vehicles that they think are okay. And part of that reasoning is because of politeness and then they are disappeared, right? Like there's this um, girl, the dragon tattoo, the, the, the bad guy, Martin Wenger. He talks about how he invited a guy into the house, even though the guy had a suspicion he was the killer. And he's like, you, you're here out of, you came in to be polite and now you're fucked. Like it's this real creepy moment where he's like, you knew like your instinct was to flee, yet you came in out of politeness knowing I could have been the guy. And I am the guy, by the way, so you're fucked, right? It's that, that feeling that, that X just doesn't have. Mr. X is like, I'm bailing. I love it. I'm I not going to his... turn the light on. I'm not doing, I'm out. Spider sense. Hmm? Sp- Sp- yeah, spidey, spidey sense. sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he, he's lived in the shadows. He, you know, he doesn't just dip his toes in. He's, this is a, this is a lifetime covert operative. Right. You know, yeah, this guy who, probably looks over his shoulder most of the time. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, looked over his shoulder a little bit too long. Yes. To not indeed. see the threat in front of him. Ooh, look at you dropping poetry. Yeah. I was, <sighs> uh, to not see uh, the fuck's his name. Who shoots who and departed? I was trying to remember the elevator <laughs> scene. And I'm blanking <laughs> The fucking, that state trooper, uh, that state trooper detective. Right, it's not a shoots. named guy. Yeah, I don't know his it. fucking name. His name's probably fucking Charlie. Oh, fucking Charlie, you shot fucking- him. Oh, Charles. <laughs> Charlie, you're a state trooper. Holy Why are you shooting him? shit. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking Leo guy. What the fuck? What the fuck? You sure, Leo? You're never going to get your fucking pension. <laughs> your six figures. <laughs> yeah. Door, and hey, be departed to the, tr- to, the, uh, to the old trick of uh, doors open, boom, boom. Mm. Except it's, you know, because that's what, that's yes. how. Yes. James, James Bond gun. pistol sound when you put a silencer on him. Subsonic, no action. Spit. Spit, spit. Um, yeah, man. X, X going down and, uh, you know, we t- we've lost Deep Throat. I mean, we've lost a lot of characters, but in terms of informants, you know, X came in after Deep Throat and um, played a similar role in the sense of, like, in the sense of, the the informant to Mulder, the person on the inside, the higher up who's feeding Mulder information, but but had such a different role in the sense of like what their character was like. And you know, we've talked a lot about him because I think we both loved him so much. We love this the dangerousness he brings, like that that Deep Throat never had. Deep Throat wasn't like that. Deep Throat was a kindly stepdad kind of character and and you know in in in, can nothing is more gangster than mr x writing a message in his an acronym in his own blood there's not many that's the most gangster shit ever done by a character who dies before right like deep throat kind of just went out of fashion (laughs) 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 Ah, i would i would argue that but. It went out of fashion. They had to put a variation on the theme. You know, there's more crying and choking now. Sorry. No, um, but it, he kind of, he got caught by surprise, as did Mr. X, but he crawls down the fucking hallway and then he writes SRSG or some shit in blood. Secretary something, representative, whatever it's called. Special representative Thank to the you. Secretary General. Writes it, brother. Writes yeah. it. In his own blood. There's only one thing off the top of my head that I can think of that was more badass. Obviously, obviously, William Wallace yelling freedom's cool. I Give think me Sean it's, Connery. Uh, yeah, and, and I think <laughs> Untouchables. Untouchables, right? 
Um, oh wait, that he didn't write it in his own blood. Somebody wrote it in his blood. Yeah, they wrote, but he had the he had the evidence in his hand, and he gave That's it right. to and he gave it to Elliot. But yeah. that, but there's another one. There's this Jolly Bronson movie, and maybe Crom will know the or, or Jay in the chat um, where he is killed in the fucking movie. But the end of the movie is this guy reading a note while sitting in his car, and he's reading over it, and and he's like, and I had a feeling it was going to come to this. So in the bottom of the of the fucking note, she says, "Boom!" and the car blows up. Fuck. Fucking dope, Charlie Bronson, right? I think it's called the mechanic, but I might be off on that, or or the evil. uh, I don't know. I'm I'm almost positive that that's what happens. But some the mechanic, Carmelita knows the mechanic. Yes, it's really fucking cool. And and dude, I was trying to think. This scene is so dope. I was trying to think, Josh. What is? And I'm going back to classic Charlie Bronson '70s tough guy shit. That's how rad Mr. X is. You know what makes it even more rad to me? In, in a very interesting way, in, in a way that is unlike a typical Charlie Bronson role, for example, is that X was such a badass, but he was so upfront about mm-hmm. self-preservation being important to him. Absolutely. He's much, he, it's much less of a white dad kind of movie. Right. Like and Charlie no Bronson is. Exactly. That's, he, I mean, he, and we're not playing the race card here. <laughs> He's literally not white and literally. figuratively not a white knight. Thank God. Right. But in, and not only is he not a white knight, but he was like, I'm not going out like deep throat. I, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, I'm paraphrasing, but there was a specific conversation he had with Mulder about, you know, like I'm not sacrificing my life for this. I'm fucking yeah. helping you out on my terms. Of course. Because my fucking ass is on the line every time yes. I do this. A fitting, uh, an almost poetic way to kill him, though, is to get him with the one thing that draws him out. Yeah. That's gangster. Yep. That's a good kill. Like, we got to hand it to the hitman on that. And when you think about it, too, it wasn't the thing that brought him out was was Mama Mulder. Like, he wasn't even... God damn. Normally, a lot of the things that he pushes to Mulder, he has a stake in. He has his own reason to reveal the information. He has... His motivations, which are somewhat mysterious because he's a mysterious character, but yes. he's trying to push information to Mulder because <clears throat> for whatever reasons that some we know, some we don't know, he wants elements of this conspiracy to be pulled and tugged. And he wants Mulder to find out. He wants some things to be revealed. He wants him to get to the bottom of things. But ultimately, X died because he was trying to warn Mulder that his mother was in danger. Yes. After everything he said about not wanting not being willing to put his fucking life at risk, like not playing games about this shit. And then he dies for it. And fucking that's a. fucking, Tina, it's a powerful moment. <laughs> Tina fucks another powerful independent man. <laughs> <laughs> Brings down yet another. Wait a minute, Josh. Wait a minute. I've just stumbled onto genius because maybe Tina is the real Charlie Bronson here. She's snatching motherfucking souls. That bitch is snatching souls from the intubation bed. She's got, she's fucking, I mean, she's doing some Godfather. She's pulling strings. She is pulling them. She is just laying on bodies from the ICU. (laughs) Unbelievable. God damn, man. She's like Professor X just sitting there fucking with people. (laughs) Crazy, man. (laughs) Wow. I like it. So, that was, I do have a question about the, about the X though, in the window. And I, I, a lot, so much of this episode is chasing. So please bear with us while we, while we try to pick all of the fruit from some of the more interesting aspects of the episode. 
but the X, was it left in the window or did somebody pull it down and put a new one up? Uh, Scully put it in the window. Okay, right. And then she, and then he went to see her. Now, did she leave it in the window and that's where he came back? Or do you think somebody put it, took it down and put it up, like broke in, put up a new one? Uh, I don't know if do you we see, what I'm see saying? that, but I, I, he might've just gone there of his own volition. Right. Uh, I don't know. Cause what's because, the rule? Is he like, well, yeah, if I see the X, I go once and that's it. Then I'm out. Because when he went, when Scully went and put the X, I think from their conversation, what you got a sense of, he is said he that, was watching, right? Right. He, he saw her show up. He right. wasn't, he, he didn't go in cause he saw the X. He went in because he saw Scully cause he was waiting for Mulder to show up. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought that's why he went in so fast. Cause he's like, he, either way. So the question remains, would he come back? I bet somebody put a new one up. Somebody must've pulled it down and put a new one up. Yeah. Cause yeah, he wouldn't have been right. fooled. Why would he have gone back? Right, but also he was he was going, was he not going there? Because no, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm I'm losing track of my own shit. That's okay. He had already pushed that information to to Scully about about Mulder's mom. Yes. So yeah, I think you're right. It was it was a trap. It came down, Slick it trap. went back up, and that that's what drew him in. I think you're definitely right about that. It's interesting because if you think about a guy like Mulder, who's probably under constant surveillance, that seems like something that people might've been tipped off to like, what is this X in the window? Why does he put masking tape in the window? It's funny. I had flashbacks of living, you know, (laughs) in the Southeast, which was, that's what you, I remember when hurricane, like, Oh, tropical storm, we would put masking tape in the windows like that because it would, it would secure the window a little bit before you would start plywooding shit. Like if a hurricane was coming. So if if the window broke, it wouldn't shatter the tape and hold it in place. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We'd see that a lot, but now people just fucking drill on plywood. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be a bad enough storm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's go bookend to bookend. I mean, we kind of let off with, with the finale of it. You want to go back let's, to bees? Let's talk about the opener, the bees and the, I mean, the cold open itself, cold open on, this is interesting, right? Yes. We, we leave season three with a cliffhanger and then we open season four, not picking up the cliffhanger with a cold open. I dig it. You, what do you, you like it? I do. Right. I do. I do. I like it because- I like how we how we arrive here. I like how they set the table, and I, and I like it because it's pre credit. I don't mind that, right? Yes, we come back where we're supposed to post credit. I like mm-hmm. a pre credit teaser. If it's a movie, I'm, I go, come on, don't annoy me. Yeah, it doesn't right. seem like fuckery in this situation. It, it, right? It's here's how it's fuckery. When the un, I'm sorry, the undead, uh, the undead. I'm sorry, the Walking Dead. When the Walking Dead would cliffhang you, and then next episode go to different characters. And then on the third episode, come back to the cliff. I was like, guys, yeah. this is really annoying. Yeah. I don't mind a teaser pre-credit because we come right back to it. And then the pre-credit comes back. So I yep. like that little tease. I think it's pretty slick. Yeah. And it takes a <clears throat> while to get back to. Yeah, dude. It's like mid-episode, right? Somewhere yeah, in there. at least. Yeah. But what the fuck are these little Hitler youths doing? <laughs> the, the fucking children of the corn? <laughs> Malachi. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, these guys are either fucking Malachi or they're about to get called up for the Battle of Berlin. <laughs> either way, it does not bode well. Shoot anyone, any shoot the Americans here. <laughs> are, are they wish Americans were coming into yeah, town? Germans. Uh, well, fucking not. No, a little you. bit, little bit of a rapier vibe. A little, little more rapey, a little bit more brutal, a little more of that vibe. Mm. Uh. Yeah, dude, that, that shot of him... By the way, yes, let's talk about it. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, 
shitty Paul Newman. <laughs> Dude, did you Paul, look at this lineman? Paul Newman is a smoke show. When he's I young. know. I I bear. A smoke I, show, I dude. I feel like I'm I'm just being way out of line even saying it, but look at this lineman and tell me he <laughs> doesn't have an aspect of Paul Newman. To All right. All right? I'm just right. saying. I mean, I'm missing. He's no up, Paul Newman. Pull up a black and white and it's just like bloosh, bloosh. Yeah. I mean, gun to my head, I got to take a, take a poll for the team. And you got like a Brad Pitt and a Paul Newman. I'm going for Paul Newman. So believe me, I respect I'm Paul going Newman. For, I'm going for Paul Newman over fucking Tina Mulder. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Barry kill Paul Newman, Tina Mulder, and Mama Scully. And I mean, yeah, just, for I the, think, just for the story. Really? I think you and I have some sort of uh, some sort of a polyamorous relationship with Paul Newman <laughs> out in Utah. So that's cool. Uh, dude, what? How? <clears throat> This is the problem with America today, Josh. <laughs> I thought we saved this for the pre-show, but every, continue. Every, everyone white knuckles their steering wheel. <laughs> everyone, everyone is concerned about what Uncle Dean may say. No, but um, fuck him. And I'm not talking about the kind at the titty bar, but a real dyed-in-the-wool pole, pole climber. <laughs> he gets out there with the fucking spikes, and he climbs that line. Everything's in buckets now, you know? Mm, true. Yeah, I'm, here I am calling men who work out of buckets on power lines that can kill them pussies because they don't climb the pole <laughs> Blow while their I fucking sit in front off. of three fucking screens and talk about the X-Files. I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> Not a real man, though. Not a real man. Yeah, a real man climbs truck. it. He doesn't, yeah, he uses a fucking, what, he uses a bucket lift pussy? <laughs> fucking, you working in the fucking union, you pussies? By, by the way, if we have any yeah. young listeners, uh-huh. look into linemen. There is a mm. fucking awesome job. Wow. Crazy benefits. You can make fucking buco bucks. Yeah. Union. It's a good job if you yep. live in the Northeast, at least. You're making. And obviously, look at my fucking, look at my goddamn Comcast bill. Like, you don't have to <laughs> deliver a good service. There's none of that involved at all. <laughs> So uh, just a hard day's work for fucking no results for the consumer. But yeah, yeah. when he's up there, after he gets hit with a B and he's looking down, he's been like, he's very, you know, there's something good natured about him. Yeah. And, and when there's five of those little fuckers down there. God damn them sons of bitches. Silently just staring up at him. I, I feel like this is what black people think all white children are like, you know? Like creepy, silent, little scheming monsters. And they're, they're pretty much right. Yeah, right? they're, I mean, they're, look not, they're not wrong. They're not wrong about about it, right? I mean, look at these yeah. little shits. Ugh, they're terrifying. <laughs> they, they, this is a this is going to be in a Jordan Peele movie. Terrifying white children, right? <laughs> yes. This is a, <laughs> like right. really tap into right. black people's <laughs> if guy, fears. If the guy on the pole <laughs> was a black lineman, like you have the start of <laughs> Get Out Three, <laughs> he would have he would have been like, "You keep your asses back." <laughs> Fucking that would have been terrifying, dude. Oh no, my god. No, he's lured into it. He's being polite. He's trying to yeah. you know, do the right thing. God, As he is with these kids. And then when he dude, he starts stroking out and it takes a while. It takes a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're just sitting there silently. And then he fucking falls to the ground and he's kind of like still alive, kind of tweaking, back broken, and the kid just does the head nodge with a <sighs> foot. That's it. like non human behavior. Yeah, Which, no, you know, well, we're, we've already discussed alert. what they are. Yeah. Um, Amy says they did a sketch on this. 
uh, on SNL. Hey, I haven't watched SNL since Adam Sandler was on, so I, I'll take your word for it. I, I watch monologues if I like the... Oh, the, I watched Bill Burr's monologue. That made yeah, everyone Bill, mad. It made me happy. Bill Burr's and, and Chappelle's. Yeah. I watched his too. Yeah. Both the, only, the only real comedians that for anybody that goes against the grain, all these fucking corporate little pussies. Fuck that. Yeah. It's good. It's good that we offer our support to Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle because they need... Yeah, Chappelle, they need Chappelle called me the other day and he was like, how'd you like my set? I was like, it's pretty yeah. good, Dave. I would probably he, ax this though. He's like, you know? I appreciate you guys backing me because I got some, got some, you know, got some flack for it, but it's mm-hmm. really cool that the LSG X-Files podcast continues yeah. to support. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So that happens. And then, um, can I shout out the chat one more time? No, I'm sorry. Not the chat, the Facebook page. Yes, please do. I talked about, oh, there's a lot can I, of Can I listening. just jump in on that real quick? Yeah. Uh, normally I would do a redirect, but Facebook does not allow it. So I can redirect a lot of websites to us, but I can't do, I can't redirect Facebook from us. Like, like I can I put it like, I, okay. What I mean by this, to put it simply, net slash live takes you to a website that is not ours, but it's my domain. Do you see? Oh, oh right, right. Facebook does do... not allow redirects. So I would have already done it a fucking eight years ago. I would have, or six, whatever. I would have typed in, Liberty Street, like Liberty Street on a slash Facebook or something, would have taken you to the main hub where you could. I would give anything if if the our Facebook page wasn't on Facebook. But no, I know. <laughs> such are the grapes. Such they are. Um, so love love the Facebook feedback this week, and uh, you know what? There's a lot of what's that? a lot of criticism for one agent Fox Mulder in his treatment of his partner. Uh, this yeah boy, but the, one, the one he scene. leaves behind. With the deal with the fucking monster with an ice pick? Yeah, yeah. The one after the the deadly chase, the one who, you know, has has, you know, kind of blindly supported Mulder through many seasons, three seasons mm-hmm. to be counting, but specifically the finale, without a lot of evidence, without a lot of backing, at risk to her own life and career, and now face to face with a uh fucking Terminator like alien bounty hunter mm-hmm. that Mulder takes off, abandons her with mm-hmm. Yeah. At the risk of her life. And then the fucking phone call, bro. Dude, before the phone call, man, first of all, do, do they know who they're dealing with? They're dealing with a man who yelled to Officer Cabretti in the fucking tour de force picture, Cobra. I want your eyes, pig! <laughs> right? You want this guy chasing Scully down? And also, it, you know what it sort of reminded me of? It had this like have fun storming the castle or like here go hunt go in there or or like make the prisoner walk across the minefield like that's how it felt to me when he's like uh, don't use your gun okay bye like what what the fuck <laughs> don't use your gun bye where yes. are you going <laughs> and she's like oh it's she's an abused woman at this point she keeps going back you know i've seen sleeping with the enemy i understand the cycle okay i've been informed by a, by a hollywood picture i know how it works i'm an expert and this is what I see. I see the abuse cycle. She's like, oh, uh, all right. And then Mulder, run, don't use your gun. And he runs away? Yeah. Let's what? not forget. Everybody that's like, oh, oh, you know, Mulder thought he was dead. And so it wasn't a big deal to leave, leave Scully. Uh, unlike minutes before when he pushed <laughs> her in front of a the fucking moving train, which is this fucking, again, Terminator-like <laughs> alien bounty hunter. Hey, I, I have... The, Hey, I have the one weapon in my pocket that I think stops this guy, but don't use your gun. I got to go. Hey, real quick, 
Could you imagine if you watched the sexy, competent... Wait, wait, Dean, stop. Wait for it. Stop. Go. Stop. Quick, quick announcement. Uh, local Audrey wanted everybody to know that she's in the chat. Oh, okay, so good. To... I'm glad she typed it in all caps. We were all waiting on the edge of our seats. Now the show can start. Stop the recording. I know she doesn't oh. have plans. I know she doesn't have time Ooh, to like do the quiz God. or anything like that, but let's just take a pause in the recording. Oh, good let's gravy. The show can start. Fucking thank God. We were just killing time. We haven't actually started yet. Can so we, let's... Everybody, Josh, let's get you... Get oh, you clap. Excellent. Great. This is great. I'm glad we can, can the show can finally continue. The star is here. Great. <laughs> We're ready to start. So let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll just wait. We'll just do some dead air. By the way, uh, local Audrey, just lead us off. You know, mm-hmm. you can type a comment for how you want us to open the show. And we'll just sit here. Yeah. Uh, and, how are you know, we doing silence. now that you're here? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Must have been a huge fucking wow raid going after some purple drops. <laughs> I don't even know if they're purple anymore. I think they're orange. What color are we up to? I don't even know anymore. But no, um, so back to this shit, dude. So here's the deal. It, imagine if you're watching Terminator 1, sexy Kyle Reese, got a shotgun. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or pain. And then when the Terminator starts walking towards Sarah, he pushes her in front and goes, your guns won't work. And he runs away. <laughs> tell me, tell me you'd still fuck Kyle Reese. You maniacs. <laughs> you bunch runs- of fucking harpies. He runs after some scientist. Oh, this scientist might have some information. Here you go. Take take care. Wow, super sexy, Kyle Reese. Instead of whipping a 12-gauge out from under his fucking trench coat and boom shakalaka the fucking Terminator out the window like he does. He, he, Mulder, the he here, literally has the only weapon we think has any effect in his pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. Does not offer to use it. Does not put himself in the line of danger. Yeah. Does not offer the weapon to Scully. No. No. You got this. Just don't use your pistol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm. I have Excalibur in my pocket. I have the black arrow that can fell smog. But I'm going to run away. So when he's hiding behind fucking as Jeremiah, fucking Jeremiah, was it, what's his name? Can you Jeremiah, imagine if Kyle Reese that? just ran away from Sarah Connor? You'd take the movie out of the VCR. No, you wouldn't. You'd take the VCR, you'd rip the fucking red, white, and yellow cords out of it, and you'd hurl it into the trash can. Okay? But that's not <laughs> what he does. it, to be honest, Dean. Because <laughs> it's men like you. <laughs> men who built the hydrogen bomb. Sorry, that's Terminator 2. Anyway. Yeah, and then, so so in, in a few moments after he runs after Jeremiah the Bullfrog, and he's, and then he fucking, then he, Mulder suddenly goes via Kong in the, this little giant leaf pile and, and shockingly actually get, gets the drop. <laughs> That's so good, dude. I was going to say Rambo, but via Kong's better. <laughs> Completely out of his wheelhouse. He's got the fucking leaves on his helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently the fucking bounty hunter missed the punji stakes, but he's going to oh, follow up that's with a close in ambush. That's fucking rad. <laughs> they're tall. They're slow. That's so good. That's so good. So I wa- when he, when he goes at him with a space stiletto, oh, yeah. I mean, he's there. The alien bounty hunter's there. Scully's not. Is Scully dead? You don't know. I got I mean, an idea. Get in a fucking boat. 
Your mother's had a good life. She's fucked her way to the top. Let her go. Save your partner, right? No. Get out of the fucking boat and find your partner. God. And then the phone call. Jesus, can you? This is this one is right up your ass. So let's. I need to hear you. Do you have it queued up? Because I would love the listeners to hear this fucking gem. I mean, are you okay, Scully? <laughs> yes. Where, uh, where are you, it. Scully? <laughs> I'll play it right now. Let me cue it up. Give me a second. Please do. Here. Let I me make sure. I think it's about twenty-nine. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm looking Fourteen forty-six. Different. Yep. All right. Let's cue this up for this chat. I'm about to fucking ban them all. Ready? <laughs> These fucking ladies. Here we go. <laughs> Ring. Uh, we've set the stage. Let me pause. We've set the stage on this one. Okay. He. Pushed her in front of... It's getting more ludicrous. He pushed her hard at his feet. <laughs> Trips her. Trips her. Hamstrings her. He, he pulls a Shane in season two of The Walking Dead and shoots her in the leg and runs away. <laughs> All right, here we go. Scully. Scully, it's me. Where are you? I'm right where- he uh, demands. I'm alive. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> By the way, she says I'm right where you left me. I'm where you left me, Mulder. I'm sitting here in my car. Sick boy. Why? Because I want to punch him in the fucking <laughs> dude. I want to punch his face. The fucking nerve. The nerve. That's an ultimate. That's a face punch. That's a if if Skinner's in the room, he punches him in the face. <laughs> right there. Bang. Over the desk, punches him. She wouldn't answer your phone, and because I didn't know what else to do. Oh my god, she's abused. Somebody call someone. <laughs> And get her the fuck out. Are you okay, Scully? Yes, I'm fine. Listen to me. There's going to be there's going to be people looking for me and they're going to think they can get to me through you. Mulder. No, no, no. Hold on. Just Wait a minute. No, no, you... no, 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 no. Hold no, no, on. No, 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 no. Hold. Go ahead. You first. Yeah. No, no. I, I Hey, I know I abandoned you in, in threat of mortal danger a couple times. No, no, no. You got to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's people uh, maybe looking for me, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's cool, because an extraterrestrial man walked past me and grabbed my throat, the one that you pushed me in front of after tripping me. That one? Just listen for a second, Scully. I need you to do something for me. Oh, no, you don't. I'm an airport now. There's going to be a record of me going through Canadian customs, and I need you to cover my tracks. I also need you to know that I'm okay, Scully. Oh, good. Good for you. (laughs) It's all fine. Good for you, fucking Mulder's Christian Bale okay. rant. Good for you. I'm glad you're okay. Terrific news. I'm wonderful, by the way. I'm fine. Okay. Mulder, he's coming after you. Who? The man you left for dead. He's alive. Oh, great. Great. Well, that's the scene. And I couldn't be more angry with the man. But no, he's the best. Enter stage right. Oh, Agent <laughs> Pendrel. <laughs> I only have eyes for you. <laughs> Let's talk about all the things Agent Pendrel wouldn't do. And we, we don't really have to go into it in detail, but, but for God's sakes, Fox Mulder. Fucking worst partner ever. I mean, I don't just mean like in a romantic sense. No, no, I know. You, you're, you're like, take the fucking out of it, right? Take the fuckability out of it. T- take the fuckability, take the friendship, take just, you're an FBI agent. You have to be partnered with this other FBI agent. 
Um, this guy gets you killed. Um, I mean, nine times out of ten. Thank God, fucking Scully's alive. Not for anything of Mulder's doing. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. Well, brutal. <clears throat> the ladies in the chat seem to think she looks extra beautiful in this episode, and she does. That's because yeah. Laurie Holden was on set. She spruced it up a little. You know, <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's good to have. It's good that. It's good that she has competition. You know, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, she's Jillian Anderson's the best, but you know what I'm saying. It's good to have a little bit. It's good to have somebody nipping at your heels once in a while. I do. I like that. So <clears> let's <throat> um, let's attack the the two big chunks kind of separately. We have what goes on. So this is another like the field Scully, run. Scully yeah. and Mulder get separated. So let's let's separate Mulder's antics with fucking Jeremiah and the mm-hmm. clones mm-hmm. and what Scully's doing in the back. What, what do you want to talk about first? Jeremiah. All right, Jeremiah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jeremiah, I'm a I'm a godsend fucking alien with superpowers, but neither me nor Mulder know how to get gas. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dope. Uh, the alien bounty hunter catches up with him because he has the supernatural power to stop and refill his tank. Like for no other reason. Uh, exactly, exactly. They would have been in and out of that town if they had refilled their gas tank and Imagine. not had to walk <laughs> 10 miles through a field. <laughs> I can heal mortal wounds, but to operate a pump is just beyond reproach. That being said, the, there is, this is, these are some additions to mythology that I really dig. Yes. The bees, the the fucking clones like these are cool aspects we're still we're teetering on the point of too much for for me personally for mythology yep but ultimately i think the additions are still interesting yes like i, I, I like what you're saying so in other words you we you you can sort of you're you're sort of like you you might want to take a shower kind of sooner rather than later yeah yeah i don't want to like right? like i right. like yeah, like it's not great the way you smell, but it's fine. <laughs> but I wouldn't like you're just going to grab bread. Cool. If you're going out to dinner, probably not. Right, that kind of shower. Yes. Yeah, like that's the like you can you see the writing on the wall, and you're just saying we're kind of it's cool, but I can I I think any much more, and we got a, a really challenging odor. Yes, like it like it's gonna <clears throat> build up. This finds a little bit of a breeze. I got the got the screen door open, but. Yes. It's getting close. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's building up. I like anything that utilizes bees as some sort of like delivery system for something. It's intriguing to me. I like, I like, in this maybe just because of my love of, of White Wolf. Ring, ding, 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 ding. There's our RPG reference. <laughs> but just this idea of tying conspiratorial, strange, dark things to what seemingly innocuous things, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, I like how it's not like, it's an alien flying around. It's like, let's use something that people may overlook, like bees, as something. I don't quite know what it is yet, other than it's intriguing. Like, I don't know why, but bees intrigue me. Bees are cool fucking insects. And to have them out here in the middle of nowhere, seemingly run by these little drones, almost like human worker bees, so to speak, is fascinating. I think that's really cool. Yes. Yeah, it's like this <clears throat> this farm in the middle of nowhere and it looks weird. <clears throat> it's ginseng, I think. Um that's BP what they say me, at the some end. production notes. Yeah, oh yeah, and they do say it at the end, but it was an actual BP sent me a note. It was an actual like ginseng farm. Oh, cool. And what's flying I'm, around? Is it what what like what kind of 
there there seems to be like there's no CG, and it looks like there are moments where they're fighting off bugs. There are many, many, many bees. Okay. Yeah, it, those I'm assuming are all these guys real, got stung. Real fucking bees. Well, apparently the chick that plays uh, Samantha Mulder, the yeah. young Samantha Mulder, yeah. so they didn't have a queen present, which normally is supposed to kind of make you like bee-proof. Sure. If not bee-proof, like they're, they're, they're not as aggressive when there's not a, a queen around. Yeah, she sets them up. She sets them straight. Right. But um, the Samantha Mulder got, got stung, but like got stung, didn't react. Like it's, it happens in a filmed scene. I don't know oh, exactly shit. what scene. And then died of anaphylactic shock. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, so this was her, her last, but this she did is her great swan job. song. I'm glad she got this, so many speaking lines. <laughs> but <laughs> it was, it was, uh, there's kind of a sweet note. Um, uh, Frank Spotnitz, like one of the main producers, calls her a trooper, and the crew did a little ceremony for her, and Jillian Anderson gave her a trophy. Nice. For did being they put so it in her brave. casket? Yeah, they did. They, <laughs> what is this, my girl? <laughs> everything except for the death in the casket part was actually true. Right, of course. That's yeah, awesome. But the, the bees thing, like this fucking farm in the nowhere, these kids, and the element of, and I kind of have, like, if it, if I have an issue besides what we just dogged Mulder on, like, kind of playfully is, I mean, it's true's character. It just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that wasn't bad writing. It's just infuriating. It's yeah, yeah. To be who, to be clear, yeah, that's Mulder all day. It's perfect. It's, right? it's Mulder for days, which <laughs> is which is why you know Team Pandana couldn't be but more Mulder. To be fair, couldn't be more on brand. But the like Mulder, like I get you're going to be like all emotionally caught up in this person who clearly looks like your sister, but. You know, like you got to know enough to know, like that's not literally your sister, especially after you see like a dozen of them, right? And then you're gonna like take one with you. Yeah, that's got a real, real strange island out in the Pacific vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I totally get being rattled and overwhelmed, and you know, knowing that your sister is involved, but like, yeah, if you see a dozen of them, like that one. That's yeah. not your sister, especially after Jeremiah says they're drones. They sit here <laughs> looking at you, licking their lips like that fucking mm. chick from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the the milk sister. Oh, so good. <laughs> Just that staring at him. show is so good. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? He gets so caught up in it. And I mean, I get he's emotional, but the, I don't know. I, it, again, it's his sister. It's the whole driving force behind what pushed him into the X-Files and- so I don't want to. I don't want to beat up on it too much, but um, right. I, I guess I guess he and maybe one. he wants info. He, 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 I think he sees her almost as evidence, so to speak, yeah. outside of the emotional heartstrings. Sure, that, that that it's not his sister, but it's clearly probably genetically his sister, and to get one is a way to get closer to truth. So that's probably closer to where it is. But sure, sure. Yeah, we do get a lot of chasing in this episode. There's a ton a lot of, of chasing. That's why I was saying this, like the Jeremiah stuff we can kind of, that's why I, I laid on fucking Mr. X so much because, you know, because there is, there's not a lot to say about the chasing. No. Right. They chase, they chase. It's cool. It's dramatic. It's tense. Um, he, they throw a giant honeycomb on the fucking. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. On the Terminator. That's wild. That, that like. Whatever that, what's that called? Um, not an aviary. What's a what's a bee breeding thing called? They said it. I thought. Well, didn't write it down. No, I don't know. A giant bee breeding thing. 
when they're in that thing, I don't know if that's what those really look like. If like industrial scale bee like, houses, are they, are they that hives? huge? It, it is an apiary. I thought apiary was a no apiary. You're thinking aviary. Apiary. Oh, okay. Aviaries, yeah. birds. Apiaries, bees. Yep. Sure. <clears throat> anyway, that shit is fucking dope. When they're like, they seem to be trapped in there, and then you know they they kind of turn, you know, hunter to hunted. You yes, know, that's turn that's, the tables. Yep, it's a cool moment, and they they skedaddle on out of there. And that um, I like the gas, <laughs> like he pours it on his head. <laughs> Man, watching Duchovny duck the bees. The, the the coolest part about that, I almost was the, the trust element. Like the Mulder mm-hmm. just to douse yourself in gasoline. No shit. Which obviously, is a <laughs> tremendous risk. Uh, <laughs> not so long ago, uh, Pusher. I think you saw somebody get incinerated <laughs> like that. Um, but also like then you're blind and you're letting this weird alien guy who has questionable motivations and this clone of your sister guide you. It's, it's a very molder moment. It's like, yes, I concur. total commitment, total, like throwing it all in for, you know, for the, for the sake, for the crusade, for the, whatever. Like, I, I like that moment. Right. I concur. Um, and when they get in there, first of all, just the bees. Talk about the anxiety-producing, like, insanity of being surrounded by bees and then to go into an enclosure with bees with no protection. It's like, holy shit. But, you know, you take your chances with the bees over the alien body hunter any day. At least the bees yeah. aren't malicious, you know? If there's a, a single bee in a room I'm in, I'm not allergic, but, like, I, I am keyed up. The me only too. thing I'm it's doing is paying attention to that bee in that yes. room. Yeah, I, nothing else. I What drives me mental is watching people just let bees land on them. <laughs> I, that, I wish I could approach that level of zen, Josh. <laughs> yeah, not even close. It's even bad. like a honeybee, like I understand subjectively mm-hmm. that, or objectively rather, that like, yeah, that bee doesn't want to sting you. It doesn't have a motivation to sting you. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit there. I'm have you, not just have you have you taken a, have have the bees gotten to you at any point in your life? Um, I've had some bad experiences with yellow jackets and oh. siding and roofing. Oh yeah, me too. Um, um, I got hit by a, a few different times. Our had, buddy, our buddy got it real bad. Our buddy Levin. Did he ever tell oh, you? Yeah, that's he right. Stepped on a nest. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I had Oof. one day we were residing, uh, like cedar, um, cedar siding. Uh, and, uh, and we were like in the summer. Was it a summer job? Yeah. And there was like a little recess. There was using like strapping and there was like a little recess. I don't know why. Yep. Um, but there were so many of these fucking hives throughout the course of the day, nine or 10 times I got stung. Not like I got stung nine or 10 times all at once. Oh, traumatic incident. Like, no, like over like an eight hour work day. Yeah, it's annoying. I got stung nine or 10. So like every time the tension was like built up in my head. <laughs> so like each one was even more of like a, oh, fuck, come on. Because it's so annoying. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind it's, of hurts, but it it's hurts also just for like, sure, fuck. But it's so annoying because yeah. you don't expect it, you know. I remember I got, I got stung once. I couldn't fucking believe it by a paper wasp motherfucking bastards gnarly it flew it stung me i don't know how it did this but it must have hit my forehead ass first (laughs) there was no landing it it i was stung and it was gone it was like a strafing run (laughs) 
And there was this giant, giant paper wasp messed out in this field. And my dad was like, come on, we got to get rid of this thing. I'm like, great. And how do you pray to do that? How are you going to do that, dad? Oh, I see. And then he pushed you towards it and said, don't use your (laughs) weapons. Yeah. Unlike Mulder. And he ran away. He stood there shoulder to shoulder with me like a fucking man. (laughs) But he had this giant long, he had this giant long stick, huge. And he put this little bucket of gasoline under it. And a giant long torch, and he just whoop, whoop, and it went, whoop. and they came out of like fucking fireballs, and one flew right into my forehead, pink, and I was like, oh, one just flew into my head, and then my head just was swollen, like you know, a little bit of a bump. I was like, oh shit, it stung me like on a flyby, but I've, <laughs> I, I've never, I've never, never too bad. I've run from bees before. My um, my late great grandfather, not great, but my late awesome grandfather. Um, who was at uh, the the Pearl veteran there, the uh, World War II guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When he was on, so when he was there for a while, I guess, he said that there was this old car out in this field in Hawaii that they turned into a fucking beehive. And he said he'd never seen anything like it. Like bees like, (laughs) he said it sounded like an airplane. (laughs) Like if you were near it, there was so, because it was, imagine how big that is. Man. And I was like, that's fucking bananas i've never seen right. any like like massive amounts of bees like in this show like dude this last so bee many. story <laughs> last bee story we'll finish up this fucking episode but they're near where i work right on a vineyard there somebody raises bees and I, I don't know how it happens like sometimes like they're they have an unexpected second queen they don't know whatever but there's a you know some bushes on the property and I was driving down the laneway and the bush is black and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And I stop and there's thousands of bees on this bush, thousands, Sick. thousands and thousands and like fucking all in one thing. And I was like, what the fuck? And it, come to find out like the whole colony picked up and like went down the street. Yep. And they had to like come and they got the colony to like lift up and like got them to go back. I have no fucking idea how they used some kind of like smoke thing. Mm -hmm. Like they lit something and like moved it around the outside and like it was kind of like drifting and smoking and I guess they smell it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was wild. I've never seen anything like it. It was, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000, who fucking knows, bees just like so dense that you could not see a bush. That's so cool. Yeah. Sick, sick, sick. But not a field full of bees with children operating them, is it? Not a field full of bees with fucking um, c- clones. A field Giant honeycombs that them. you push onto murder- would-be murderers. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> fucking yeah. nuts. Bold um, move. So um, I do appreciate... One of the industries I'll say about the bond, alien bond hunter is this dude. I like this idea of him n- almost like contractually obligated because of this conspiratorial deal to not cause unnecessary casualties. Yeah. Is yeah, that interesting? It, it is. It makes him more interesting. Right. He has no motivation to kill. Mm-hmm. Like or he, cause. Right. Of, of, of any kind. Of any kind, he, yeah. He's out there to tie up loose ends, you know, basically, but he's relentless in, in the, I always compare him when he's come up before to the Terminator and this, he's very almost machine-like. Right. But he's not trying to kill people. Yes. He's, in, if anything, kind of avoiding collateral damage. And again, not because he cares, but just because it's more of a complication. It's more loose ends. He's, hmm. he's there trying to minimize exposure, basically. It's interesting you say that, dude, because, you know, oftentimes 
when we bring up Star Trek, we talk about the Borg, and we also often relate them to like an ant man uh, or 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 a bee mentality. This idea of just just neutralize the threat; nothing else really matters. This isn't personal, right? And it's almost like the alien bounty hunter is sort of just. <laughs> I was going to say beelining for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll, sh- I'll show myself out. Uh, he's sort of uh, directly approaching the, the target in in question, and so and not getting wrapped up in 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 distraction. There's nothing personal for him. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Yeah, and even um, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of jump to the end of their involvement. I mean, the when he catches up with them again, yeah, and he fucking fucking just, whips Mulder off the car. <sighs> But again, doesn't have any motivation to kill Mulder. Tosses no. him after, because he's not there for Mulder. Mulder's just in the way. In the way. And then finally, a great kind of fake out when he walks into Mama Mulder's, old Tina Mulder's hospital room. And you're mm. like, you, I mean, as soon as it happens, you're like, he's there to kill this bitch. The old star fucker. And I love that he asks CSM, like, why? why is this necessary? Why am I being ordered to... You know, I don't know if he comes out and says like save her. Why? Why do I need to use these powers or do whatever? Um, you know, and CSM comes up with uh, his reasoning, mm. which there were some interesting questions about in the in the Facebook page. I think uh, I think White Death brought it up. Like, what do you think CSM's motivations were? Was it what he said, or was it more personal? Because he remembers how she worked that thing, chicken wing, worked that thing. <laughs> that shit, that fucking memory runs deep, bro. Yeah, but then he fucking heals. He saves Tina Mulder, right? Yes, I mean, she, yes, she's lying absolutely. there on death's door. Yeah, and then she fucking comes too. No problem. Just and, pulls her out of a coma, no brain damage from a stroke. Yeah, and <laughs> pretty awesome. They, they, they cut before the fact that she's fully conscious and intubated becomes a, a <laughs> big bummer for her. <laughs> Not yanking but, that thing out but, of her fucking but neck. But sure, okay. <laughs> but Oof. um, yeah, like. That is unexpected. That's very cool. That's very, a good very twist. Cool. Yes, I concur. In a good situation to put uh, put CSM in again, where we not like we're not that it's going to generate sympathy for CSM as a character, but to generate questions about his motivations at least to yeah to personalize him, even if not to make him more empathetic. I guess, and, and it also reminds us of the power he has very tangentially to the character, right? Like, to just be able to yeah. say, no, this is what we're doing. Do this. And the guy's like, okay. Like the yeah. fucking power, like the goddamn like alien Jesus is like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll heal this bitch. Well, bounty hunter, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, gotcha. Jeremiah's alien Jesus. <clears throat> he is alien Jesus. But yeah, just like you're healed. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that's why the timing of Mr. X getting shot is so, it works so well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a big... Because happens uh, right before, and you're like, damn, but they give you a little brevity at the end of the episode, I guess. A little uh, full brevity in the... Little, in the a little love, I guess is what Body of say. Marita Kovarabatis. Marita. Oh, right. That, you're saying the levity of saving Mrs. Mulder, and I'm already on to... Uh, <laughs> I said brevity, but I meant levity. <laughs> there's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some discussion in some of the Facebook comments about... You know, does it lose some power of X's sacrifice because essentially they introduce his replacement like within minutes of screen time of him being killed? You know, would it would it would have behooved the show a little bit better to stretch that at least into the next episode? So, I don't know. So I have an I have an answer to that. 
Oh, good. You have all the answers. Go ahead. My just because my perspective is so I'm limited. Honest yeah. to God, I didn't even consider that. I, I didn't occur to me she was going to replace X. Oh, okay. So right. does that make sense? Like I was like, oh, he's just he she, he's going to go to this girl and she's going to deliver some kind of message or say something or sure. It didn't occur to me. Like I don't I don't know it enough to remember that. That's a good point. I think so, I think that's something that uh that came from some more seasoned listeners who totally. It's it's your your hindsight affecting that kind of view. I, I think so because I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that was the case because I'm like looking at her IMDb and I'm like, oh, she's going to be in a bunch of episodes and I thought she was just the hot mom from DPO. Yeah. So, and I don't want to say a ton of, spend a ton of time. Was that the hot mom from it's, DPO? It's not. It just looks like her. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is her first intro into the series, I'm sure. <laughs> um, for the sake of our listeners, I won't spend a ton of time talking about how great Pendrel is and how, how much he would clearly be a better partner for Scully. But this whole, <laughs> this side, and if there's anything that- This is pretty rad. I will- um, uh, maybe give a slight minus to the the Scully side of things is interesting, but it's just less. It's it's less equally matched. That came up in Drive, our, our last episode we covered, where we talked about Mulder and Scully being split, but them both having a lot of conflict to deal with and a lot of correct dramatic dramatic conflict, threatening yes. Yes. conflict. Here we have Scully. Yes, she's dealing with conflict, and there's interesting things, but you have like Mulder, like literally running from this fucking Terminator-like guy, and you have Scully kind of doing really good lab work. Ones and zeros, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a downturn. Um, it's a downturn in terms of dramatic action. What I like about it is the intrigue. Yes, the like intrigue is the idea is of the cataloging of people and how they do it and how they do it and how she took it upon herself to sort of biopsy this incision. The, the information that comes out that's, of it is yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, that's a good way to say it, but perhaps it's sort of presented in a less dramatic fashion. Right. It's just, it's, it's just like a slide that with yeah, like a, a life and death, you know, right. and, and we'll back say, to the overhead projector. <laughs> when's the last time Mulder just quietly supported Scully giving a presentation to big wigs, the X-Files, you know, no, if he's in that fucking presentation, he's ranting and raving about his own theories. <laughs> Pendrel's there. Pendrel got his own fucking test. He's just there to back her up, <gasps> to smile. Uh, Dude, you know what's fucking I just, hilarious? I have the answer to everything, Josh. <laughs> Not that you and I have Mulder sex appeal, but this is a case of self-hating, right? <laughs> We're talking about a ranting and raver who makes everything about him, right? <laughs> what are we doing? We're literally ranting and raving. And being like, forget about X-Files. We're funny. We're cool. Right? And thinking that we're right all the time. Exactly. We don't sit quietly and do anything. <laughs> Dude, you know what I want you to picture, though? <laughs> oh, fuck. This is what I want you to picture. So Scully finds out all this shit wow. in the middle of nowhere, grabs Skinner, somehow gets these fucking other FBI <laughs> bigwigs into one room because she has this major shit to tell them, downloads it maybe in a little bit too much scientific fashion. It's a little bit hard to convey. Sure. But Pendrel's there. She has some real science to push. Skinner pulls her out of the room and that's what we see is like Skinner and fucking Scully outside in the hallway. Yeah. Just, I, I immediately yeah. imagine like Pendrel's just standing in front of the fucking blackboard <laughs> back in that room <laughs> with like fucking like seven other ADs. <laughs> and like he's just standing there and I bet he's just like, who, you guys like she's, the Knicks tonight? <laughs> no, I bet he's like, she's great, right? <laughs> Is, she's so smart. I mean, what a 
What a great agent. Uh-huh. What, a, what a knockout. What a, I mean, you know she's a medical doctor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking making small talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, boy. Fuck. But it is cool, man, and it is funny. Um, again, I'm 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 disorganized. There were so many fucking great comments on the chat. I'm I'm a little disorganized There's about them. So many, dude. But there in the was chat one and on Facebook. You mean? Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I meant on Facebook. Um, this one actually was from my death, who said, uh, "Now aren't we at some timely subjects here? Questioning the contents and purposes of a widely distributed vaccine, yes. developing the titular Heronvoke, which has been gaining some." newfound popularity among certain groups of people, especially here in Northern Europe. <laughs> Aren't people just so woke today? Ideas the X-Files played around 25 years, ago, 25 years ago have become commonplace today among our highly educated and informed society. Beautiful. Let us be colonized by an alien race with intelligence surpassing our own because I, for one, am pretty much done with where our species is headed. <laughs> yeah, But this was... Um, Good shit. The beginning of the introduction of the bees and the we've gotten traces of the the genetic tracing right we um we saw those those long hallways right carved into the mountain totally filled with filing cabinets and this scp the smallpox eradication program with a billion entries scrambled and these these five fucking clones that work for the social security administration i mean Mm-hmm. That's fucking interesting shit. It's very cool. Very interesting case, man. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. The infer the actual conspiratorial thoughts that went into this is what makes it fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the idea of this this cataloging and always, of course, at the behest of some sort of higher power. It's awesome. Yeah. And sneaky. Very very sneaky. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, not much more to say about that, no. that side of the episode, but, um, yeah, I guess that kind of, kind of, I mean, any other thoughts before we get to any other listener comments you want to hit? I don't think so, brother. I think I'm good. What's, um, we've been a little less regular. We usually kind of get to it at some point in the episode. What is this episode for you? On, I like it. On, on the LSG scale. I like it a lot. I like it. Me too. I like it. Yeah. Why isn't it a love? Um, probably because just of just because of the nature of a two-parter. Yeah. It's very, I think it's very challenging and maybe I'll be proven wrong and maybe I'm, I'm contradicting myself. I don't know, but I feel like that's a very tough ask okay. is, is, is loving something that is dependent on watching the other one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I do like it. And maybe the love is the fact, cause I love drive and I think maybe, I think, I think maybe you sort of hit the nail on the head when you said the dramatic action what we saw last week, which was handled quite masterfully, just isn't this week. That could be a part of it because I think um, there's some pretty amazing, like Mr. X's death, although annoying, and I don't mean bad writing. I mean, I'm just perturbed that he's gone. It sucks. Is, is amazing. It's a very good scene, which is why yeah. we led with it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of great, there's moments like that and that's the standout. But um, but maybe maybe it's unfortunate that the standout moment didn't involve any of like the main character, so to speak. Like, if you, I guess if you're going to kill X, though, you're kind of saying, I guess, I guess it's good and bad. It's a good problem to have because Mister X is such a important like um, like minor character that when you bump him off, you want it to be cool, and he gets this whole interesting scene where he does this gangster shit and writes stuff in blood. It kind of steals the show. 
a little bit for me. Yeah, it's right? pretty powerful. But it's good to do. I'm not saying do it any other way, but I'm almost saying like, it's interesting that the most powerful scene in the two-parter at the conclusion of the two-parter involved a character that's, I guess you'd say, he's still a big character, but you know, he's not a main character. I don't know. Would you call him a main character? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter, but you know what supporting. I'm saying. Supporting. Yeah, I think supporting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I think it's the fact that it, it's hard to, I, I guess, I mean, without kind of running through a list, it's, it's hard to say an episode is a love that doesn't have a single solid scene that involves Mulder and Scully. Maybe that's what it is. In, in, indeed. And you know what it reminds me of? You know, the, the, the Star Trek reboots, that movie has so many fucking problems. But it opens very, very strong with this moment of, of, of Jim Kirk's father dying heroically. And you watch this opening of this movie, which is really cool space combat, and then they ram this enemy ship and he's dead and the Federation ship is blown up and that's that. And you're like, damn, that's fucking cool to open with the destruction of a Federation vessel that is destroyed in heroic fashion. Yeah. But the rest of the movie never lives up to that scene, right? Yeah. You know, it's almost like... It's it's almost like you worry about like when you watch Saving Private Ryan, you go fuck after the opening. But then every fucking combat scene is holy fuck, you know, yeah, in a different way. In a different way, exactly. But 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 no less intense. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're talking about movies here. It's a little bit different, but yeah, I think I think the greatest moment in this episode doesn't really involve the through line outside of a tangential relationship to the man killed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think. I guess I would say, in a way, my favorite. Uh, take the X scene out of it. My favorite things about this episode That's are good, more good conceptual than in execution. Ah, interesting. I dig that. I dig I like, that. That's a great observation. I like the things that happen, but not. I'm not necessarily in love with how they're portrayed on screen. Not that I hate them. You like that they came into existence, but you're not. You're dubious on how, right? Yeah, or or just not overwhelmed in a positive way by it. Understood. I dig it. So, um, I want to read uh, a couple parts of a, a comment from Mr. Neil James. Good name. Sounds like a gunfighter. Yeah, so, sounds like a. I bet, <clears throat> I bet he's from across the pond. I don't know that for sure. My name but, is Neil James, and I got my six shooter. Uh, thoughts on Heron Vogue? Great opening with the children of the corn. Very freaky. The tagline reads "Everything dies," which is a very cheery start to the welcome back the viewers to welcome back the viewers <laughs> to their favorite show. Pretty dull cliffhanger from Talitha Kumi is resolved with a fairly exciting chase, but I didn't like Mulder abandoning Scully. For sure. Um, And skipping down a little bit here, um, but someone definitely does die, and although I never loved him like I love Deep Throat, the murder of X is a shocker, and it's awesome that his last dying breaths, he continues his quest to aid Mulder. I will miss that dude. But his replacement is here already, looking forward to seeing more of the tantalizing Marita C. Heronvoke is a definite like for me, but sadly, it just doesn't pump my nads like some previous mythology episodes do. So I think uh, Neil is kind of uh, a little bit on where we are. Yeah, I concur. Right, I guess with where where we think about it. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, Thomas, old Sir Thom, I believe is who this is, says, uh, one, the cold opening was awesome and unexpected. You know, I think that's probably outside of X. Pretty pretty wild. Yeah. That's a good point. That's that's a big bummer, huh? Are the two, are my two favorite scenes from this, the two scenes that don't have Mulder and Scully in it? Yes. The bees are cool, right? Finding the bees. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. That's a good execution, I'd say. But then uh, number two, Mulder, of course, 
is the worst partner in the history of the FBI, leaving Scully. You know, I like that Thom gets gets after it from a professional standpoint. Oh, wait, never mind. Now he's Team Pendril. <laughs> uh, three, I wish X had scrawled the word palm on Mulder's floor <laughs> just to get him to smash every lamp in his apartment. <laughs> That's so good. Because his fucking mom's got haywire brains. Uh, That's so funny, dude. Good shit. All right. Um, and something uh, something we didn't do in our little bonus set, but we should get back to. We still have yes. a little stockpile of uh, listener questions. Mm. So I kicked a couple to you before we started, and I'm just going to pick one and, and fire it out. And this one comes from uh, Miranda Cashman, one of, our, one of our season three quiz uh, finalists or top placers or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but she says there has been a... There have been plenty of impressive guest stars over the show's run who turned into household names. Brian Cranston, Lucy Liu, Jack Black, to name a few. Who, possibly an unknown in the 90s and a star now, would you guys cast in an episode, real episode of one of your own disturbing devices, and why? <clears throat> um, kind of, un, uh, uh, yeah. Are we going modern or are we going back? I, I think what she's asking, like, who was unknown then that is a pretty well-known name now? Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Seth Green, Jack Black. Like, 90s guys. Yeah. They were nobody then, but yeah, yeah. they were nobody when something. they were in the show. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I have one in mind unless you want to, unless you want to. No, go. no, by all means. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, um, I'm trying to get inspired on this one. Good question. I'm just, my brain is not working right now. Yeah. So, um, I had a flash and this was somewhat inspired by, I've been doing, uh, I've mentioned, I think a couple times in the show, I've been doing a sort of lazy, somewhat, sometimes background, sometimes active watching, uh, Buffy rewatch. Oh, right Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. So my answer is Nathan Fillion. Damn powerful. And he was, I'm pretty sure in the nineties, he was nobody. I don't, I don't know. No, yeah. That's That's a mic drop. That's a good one, dude. And what I, I kind of have a specific role in mind because what I picture, especially seeing him, if, if you've ever seen, um, I think he comes in the last season of Buffy and he's a great bad yeah, guy. He's awesome. And if you've seen him, I mean, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, <clears throat> as short lived as it was, is Firefly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, playing. Mal Reynolds of, might be my favorite science fiction character of all time. Fucking unbelievable. I mean,. Yep. One of the few characters who might be able to claim Han Solo as an inspiration and yet be maybe more interesting than Han Solo. I know. I wrestle with it. Um, But – and then I've also seen him in other roles as just like a fun, nice guy. I think he's so dynamic. I would love to see him as a monster of the week where initially he's a really likable guy and then ends up just being a a literal or an absolute demon. Like I – like a Donnie Faster who just comes across as just the most charming, nicest guy, but in, mm. in truth is just a black-hearted, evil monster who I just delights in like infiltrating people and people's emotions and, and relationships. So He'd be I, so good at it because he has he has such a sort of sort of like um like his face is the kind of face you bring home to mom, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Like it would be like, it's almost being like, yeah, they found like seven dead women in Tom Brady's floorboards. <laughs> it's right. like, holy shit. Yep. That but, fucking but not guy. Quite like, not, I mean, I, I think he's a fucking stud, but he's not like a Brad Pitt. He's not like Correct. a, 
Correct. You know, a Greek fucking Adonis kind of. Exactly. You know, he's just, he's charming. He's a good looking guy. And, and then to, to be able to kind of twist that. And, you know, I'm sure he's like manly. I like that about yes. him. Do you know yep. what I mean? He, he is a ruggedness. He's got some weight to him. He's really good with physicality when it comes down to it. So I think like he could almost seem bookish, but like if it turned physical, like towards the end of the episode, and he you're, had some, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, super strength. So like it's gonna be it's gonna be a slobber knocker if you want to brawl him. Yeah, that's what yeah. I like about him. Right, he's got yeah. that kind of way about him. Yeah, and I think he would have been he would have been a great pick because that that'd be very young Nathan Fillion, but I still think he would have the chops for it. But you would have you would have no expectation going into it. You you know he would just be com- a complete unknown. So he would fill Pretty that bad. role really well and be able to do that twist. So. That's sick. I I guess I have a pick. Um, Edward Furlong, right? And his mother is a resistance fighter in an episode, and then there's like this this machine after him. And they have to, I'm kidding. Fucking <laughs> too. So, um, whatever happened to Edward Carlong? Wasn't he in a crow? He played the he crow the at some point. He's the kid. Yeah. He played a crow. You foster parents are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they, his friend says that, but no, his, um, Edward Furlong. I don't know what happened to him, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with one who would have been interesting to see back then. And, and I would hope that she would be of nice age. I'm pretty sure she would be. Um, but ready? Here's here. This one's for all you black wearing maniacs out there. How about, uh, Feruza bulk, the crazy chick from the craft. I have to look. The, oh, she, the psycho one. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Feruza bulk. Let's get her on an X file. We could do a little flip the script on her. Um, I, I guess the stereotypical thing would to have her be some sort of weirdo black magic chick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, maybe you know, maybe she's off in dudes. How I don't do you know. spell it's like her a, name? Uh, it's F, I don't fucking know. Balk, B-A-L-K, that's her last name. B-A-L-K. Just type in Fair, F-A-A-R, and then oh, Balk. there's a Z in there. I didn't expect that. Faru- Faruza? Am yeah. I saying it right? I don't even know. Yeah, she's so. in the craft. Feruza Balk. Yes, Feruza the original Balk. craft. The original craft, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she would be she would be interesting if you want to kind of go uh, uh, sort of like a gothic punk type of weird killer chick. Like, I, I don't know if she would have been old enough to carry. I, I don't know if she would have been old enough to have the gravitas to sort of push as something other than a groupie. But I think she could because I think she was in like her twenties in the nineties, right? Yeah, I'm looking at her credits right now, man. Her, she has fucking credits back to 83. I think she was like a child actor. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, she's only in her forties now. Yeah. So she, so was, she could have worked in the nineties. Yeah. The, the craft was 96. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually okay. right now uh, in the, in the show, I think season four yeah. is 96. Uh, absolutely. So um, when you see her in the craft, man, that cool. I love these maniac chicks. These are right in my wheelhouse. Her, Juliette Lewis. I love these wackos. You know, not to not to fucking jump all over your idea, but would would it be more interesting if it was before the craft and she was a nobody, or if it was after the craft and they kind of went against type? You could, you could. I think people would be expecting it though, because because mm-hmm. maybe she yeah. didn't build the type just yet. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Or maybe she did. I, 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 my memory does not serve me, but she is a wild fucking. That's interesting though. She she's um she's very fucking I mean she's kind of captivating when she's on screen in that show in that in the in the craft in the movie. She is. Yeah, there's something she's she has a very unique look about her. She's very very cool. Like uh, just an interesting yeah. kind of character. Like when, I would I would 
it's one of those, like if I had a gazillion dollars and I was going to make a fucking movie, I would pull out all these types, right? Yep. Could Feruza Balk act across Juliette Lewis? I'll just be over there in the corner. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like that kind of, she, she has like a, a, like a wild child, but also like kind of a weird, mysterious nature to her. Mm. If that makes sense. I do. It does. Yeah. So <laughs> does, what would I, I cast her as is the question. Um, you said, you, you gave me your filling role. I think Feruza would play a villain for sure. Mm. Um, much like Nathan, but I don't, I, I like your, I like the idea of Nathan almost going against type. I think that's a little bit more unique than going as type with Feruza. But I think you almost, if you want to just turn her loose, like that's, that's what I want to do. I want to turn her loose. Right. And just say, do your thing. Like really get wild. I like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Don't oh, hold her back. Don't hold her back. I want uh, some kind of joker role, like, you know, except mm-hmm. less sort of ludicrous for TV, if that makes sense. I like it. Just let her, like, at some point, blood will splash across her smiling face. The blood that's the flows. only visual, that's the only visual I have, is I just imagine there's a moment when, and she just smiles and starts laughing. Like, that's what some, I see. Some blood on the teeth. Yes. And she's smiling and she got big, yeah. nice white teeth. She's laughing and then she just kind of, you know, I don't know. She, she laughs after that. That's the scene I'm leading with. I don't know what it is, but we'll, like have, to, we'll have to let people who can actually write, come up with that stuff. I like it. Um, well, coming up uh, next next uh, episode, you guys will hear a little blast from the past, which is going to be home. Yeah. Huh? Previously cool. recorded. A and great then, fucking episode. Oh, man, what a great one. Uh, and then another great thing about being on the Facebook page don't have to be a fucking Illuminati member. All you got to be is on there and you get to vote in um, which episodes we do as a watch along because the yes. episode after that, Talico, Talico is, uh, the, was the number two voted in the poll we had. So we're going to do at least two, maybe three, I think just two, but we'll talk about it. I want to talk to you offline. I forgot about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, El Munro Gira. And Talico were the number two. It seems to be a real theme of um, <laughs> yes. dealing with ethnic things. The fucking tagline for Talico: Mulder believes a creature from African folklore may be responsible for the disappearance of several black men in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong in 1996? <laughs> Fuck. So, just for a point of order, I like to do so. You know, uh, on 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 the bonus feed, at least for now, we're covering the Dune novel. So what I want to do for my recording purposes is record Dune on weeks I don't do X-Files. So next week I'm doing Dune and then the following week I'm doing X-Files. So that still works because they're going to have home. So they're getting basically three in a row. Yeah, let's do that. We'll give them a bonus up and then we'll do... So this is your... We're recording on February 4th. You'll hear this. This will drop in the feed on February 8th if you're not then, listening live. And then, and then we'll you'll get record home the next the 18th, week. right? And then, yeah. yeah, the 18th. And yeah, that'll be dope. That'll be cool. three weeks yeah. in a row. And then I'll record Dune on the 11th. Okay, cool. cool. And that, that will get us back into schedule. Yes. And we can maintain all happy parties. I love it. Yeah, man. I, I do too. I'm very happy about it. And uh, I think we're going to get out of here, Josh. So I would say, in the spirit of the X Files podcast, tell these good people goodbye. Hey, Scully, uh, stop that thing! Just uh, don't don't use your weapon. Bye. You've been listening to the X Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. 